the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The theology of God's government is that government exists to protect and serve the people. But Babylon's government, inverted, turned upside down, God's plan, is a philosophy that people exist to serve and protect the government. And if a person has no value in serving and protecting their government because of their age or their health or their non-cooperative attitude, speech, or actions, then they have no right to life or liberty. Now, he is certainly describing for us that which we have seen in communism and, of course, if you want to go to the other end of the spectrum, Freudianism. What we are seeing in Genesis chapter 10 is the beginning of what we've experienced throughout history. Welcome to Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely from Church of the Highlands in San Bruno. We're continuing our survey of Genesis, and today we begin with a look at the table of nations. Quick review of where we've been the last couple of programs in 1 Kings chapter 29, and then also Genesis chapter 9. Here's Pastor Leighton with today's study, verse by verse. Now, when people sin and we know about it, our job, our assignment is to help restore them in a spirit of meekness. Galatians chapter 6 says, Brothers, if someone is caught in a sin, you who are spiritual should restore him gently. But watch yourself, for you also may be tempted. Carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. You know, it's been said that on the battlefields of life, Christians have a tendency to kill their wounded. And this is too often true. Before we condemn others, we need to stop and consider that we ourselves are also candidates for falling into sin. Did you know that these are the only recorded words from Noah that we have in Scripture? And it's too bad because this, uh, this brief, brief speech has been misunderstood and labeled a curse because the word curse is used. But it's only used once. And I want you to note that it's not directed at Ham. It's directed at Ham's youngest son, Canaan. And, and this suggests that Noah was not so much prescribing a curse as he was describing the future of his sons and grandson on the basis of what he saw in their character, something like what Jacob did before he died, as recorded for us in Genesis 49. It's more of a prophecy than a curse. After the flood, Noah lived 350 years. All of the days of Noah were set 950 years, and he died. Chapter 10, the table of nations. Where did the nations come from? These are the descendants of the son of Noah, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Sons were born to them after the flood, the sons of Japheth, Gomer, Magog, Madai, Javan, Tubal, Meshach, and Tiris. The sons of Gomer, Ashkenaz, Riphath, and Togermah. The sons of Javan, Elisha, Tarshish, Kidim, and Dodanam. 
From these, the coastland people spread in their lands, each with his own language by their clans in their nations. Note there's a reference here to languages. We're going to learn about that in the next chapter, chapter 11, should the Lord tarry, we'll look at that, the Tower of Babel, when we gather together next week. The sons of Ham, Cush, Egypt, Put, and Canaan. The sons of Cush, Seba, Havilah, Sabta, Rama, Sabteca. The sons of Rama, Sheba, and Adan. Cush fathered Nimrod. He was the first on earth to be a mighty man. He was a mighty hunter before the Lord. Therefore, it is said, like Nimrod, a mighty hunter before the Lord. The beginning of his kingdom was Babel, also known as Babylon, Eric, Akkad, and Kalna in the land of Shinar. And from that land he went into Assyria and built Nineveh, Rehoboth, Ur, Kala, and Resin between Nineveh and Kala. That is the great city. Notice that in the beginning of his kingdom was Babel, or Babylon. Now, this city of Babylon in Genesis lies in ruins about 60 miles south of present-day Baghdad. But there's another Babylon that is mentioned in the Bible and is found in Revelation. And that Babylon is so similar to this first Babylon that they applied the same name to it. The Babylon of Revelation describes a global government, religion, and economic system. So what then can we learn about the characteristics of Babylon in Genesis that would apply to Babylon in Revelation. Well, notice that there is a repeated description of Babylon's founder, Nimrod. He was a mighty hunter before the Lord. Therefore, it is said like Nimrod, a mighty hunter before the Lord. So it's mentioned not once, but twice. A mighty hunter before the Lord. Now, when I used to read this description, I thought that the walls of Nimrod's palaces were lined with the heads of exotic animals because, after all, he was a great hunter. But I later found out that this description was not a reference to hunting animals. It was instead a reference to hunting humans. That Nimrod hunted humans. Babylon hunted humans. And as a hunter who hunts animals either kills or enslaves them, Nimrod and Babylon killed and enslaved people. This is going to be a characteristic of the Babylon that is referenced in Revelation. Now, the question then is, is do we have examples today of governors or governments that kill or enslave their own people? And the answer is yes. Those of us who know our history know we can cite several examples from just the last century. Since the 1920s, the United Soviet Socialist Republic, USSR, killed more than 20 million of its own people. In the 1930s the 1940s, the National Socialist German Workers' Party, or the Nazi Party of Germany, killed more than 10 million of its own people, more than 6 million of whom were descendants of, uh, of Jewish descent. They were called fascists. Since the 1950s, the Chinese Communist Party, the CCP, has killed more than 65 million of its own people. And all of these numbers I'm giving you are very conservative. The actual total is likely much greater. There are only two philosophies of government. As mentioned earlier in chapter 9, the philosophy, if I can call it that, the theology of God's government is that government exists to protect and serve the people. 
But Babylon's government inverted, turned upside down God's plan and, and is a philosophy that people exist to serve and protect the government. And if a person has no value in serving and protecting their government because of their age or their health or their non-cooperative attitude, speech, or actions, then they have no right to life or liberty. Babylon's philosophy of government murdered over 100 million people in the last century alone, and those were in specific nations. Imagine how many will die when that becomes global. So whether it be called socialism, fascism, communism, Marxism, progressivism, or Babylonianism, the fundamental danger remains the same. These governments are contrary to God's design. God's design for government was that government exists to protect and serve the people. If a man sheds innocent blood, by man shall his blood be shed. Now, I consider Dr. David Jeremiah to be one of my pastors. And I have a great respect for this wise pastor, preacher, author, and man of God. And Dr. Jeremiah has recently written a book entitled, Where Do We Go From Here?, And I only got my hands on it in the last couple of days, and so I'm just beginning to read it. But over the years, Dr. Jeremiah has written a number of books on prophecy, but none like this. It's a source of information, encouragement, and guidance with regards to the many signs of Jesus' soon return that we see happening all around us today in the world. The first chapter is entitled A Cultural Prophecy, Socialism and connects many dots with current events. The next chapter has to do with globalism and so forth. And each of the chapter closes with a portion with the question, where do we go from here? And provides specific guidance as to how Christians are to live in these present times. And so I want to encourage you to get Dr. Jeremiah's book and listen to his sermons that are available online. You know, the government that our founding fathers gave us as a nation, the Constitution, was based on God's design for government. And that's why government employees used to be called civil servants. And it was this godly design for government that provided an environment in which United States citizens enjoyed decades of a relative peace and prosperity that has never before been experienced in the history of the world. Several years ago, I had an opportunity to visit Israel. And I would occasionally go into the museums. And I was surprised to find many times these groups of soldiers that were listening to lectures in the museum. And I asked our tour guide about it. And he mentioned that no other military in the world invests as much training about national history and their soldiers as Israel does. Because knowing where you come from solidifies the vision of who you are and where you are going. In the United States today, young people coming through the public school system have been taught a false history that diminishes our Christian heritage in our nation. And because of that, many don't know where we have come from, who we are, and where we're supposed to go. And the path forward has been diverted away from its original intentions. Lord, we are so thankful for your word because it gives us such understanding. And Lord, there's an old saying that certain things shouldn't be talked about in polite public. 
But Lord, if your word talks about it, we need to talk about it. We need to understand what your word says. And we need to bring our conversation. We need to bring our will. We need to bring our values. We need to bring our goals into alignment with your word. Lord, we know that everything good comes down from the Father of light. Thank you, Lord, for giving us your word and for giving us your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. Friend, you have been listening to Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely from Church of the Highlands here in San Bruno. Our time together, taking us to 1 Kings chapter 29, as well as Genesis chapters 9 and 10. Questions about today's program, maybe you would like to review it at your convenience. You can do so by visiting our website, highlands.us. A lot of information there, not just about study verse by verse, but Church of the Highlands here in San Bruno as well. When we meet, service times and directions, our location. Again, you can find it all at highlands.us. That's highlands.us. Tomorrow, we are back in Genesis. Join us then for Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.